0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Man in the Mirror podcast. My name is Kingdom Maeza and I'm your habit coach and all I want to help you develop in this podcast is the understanding that when you change your habits, you can change your life. You see, good habits are important. But it's often our bad habits that prevents us from reaching our full potential. You are where you are because of the habits that you have. You can have all the good habits you can have in the world. But if you keep doing the bad habits along the good ones, you will not achieve your goals. And here's the thing about habits. You may have developed habits that have put you at a certain position in life. Not because you you have achieved some goals, but now you want to move on to the next level of goals. And your habits are holding you. So you are successful to a certain degree. Now you want to get to the next level of success. But now the same habits that made you a million have kept you from making 10 million. The same habits that made you 10 million are keeping you from making 100 million. Put another way, you are only as good as your worst habits everybody has good habits i have no doubt that you have good habits but your bad habits are holding you back see the thing about bad habits is they are like heavy weights heavy luggage so wherever you go you drag them with you. Have ever heard of someone say, you know, everywhere I go, people don't like me. They are dragging their victimhood with them. They are dragging their self-pity with them. And then everybody connects with it and it feels like everywhere they go, everybody doesn't like them. They slow you down. They tire you. They frustrate you. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how much talent you have, you will struggle to reach your full potential if you do not change your thought patterns, your behavioural patterns and your feeling patterns. And these are what we call habits. And this whole process really technically is called a paradigm shift. That is why I want to talk to you about some habits. This podcast is going to be about habits. And one of the critical habits in this podcast is reflection amongst many habits that i'm going to teach and we are going to now revolutionize this podcast it's not going just to be about reflection it's going to be about habits because i'm your habit coach and i'm going to coach you i'm not going to just disseminate information anymore i'm going to coach you practical steps one step at a time to change one habit at a time no matter where you stuck so feel free to contribute and tell me through social media and we'll give the the handles later what habit or what habits are holding you back now today i want to talk about self-pity one of the most destructive habits we've ever experienced in this current society we live in a digital age and everybody is finding that they are winning and losing and they're losing more than they're winning And then there's this feeling of feeling sorry for myself. Now, John Gardner said this, he said, self-pity is easily the most destructive of non formatical narcotics. It is addictive, gives momentary pleasure and separates the victim from the reality. So if you are playing the game of pity party, it means you are disconnected with the reality of the situation. Here's an example of this. Now I found this in a book called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Emmy Maureen. And this example says, there was a kid called Jack and he was hit by a school bus. Now his mother could not stop talking about the incident. So much that she felt guilty that she wasn't there to protect him and then now that he's in a wheelchair she couldn't bear the thought. Now, they'll go to doctors and the doctors will be positive and they say this kid is going to recover. But the mother will repeatedly warn Jack that his legs will never heal. Because what if he becomes disappointment, disappointed when he realizes that he doesn't fully recover like the doctor promised? So the doctors clear him, but the mother keeps pushing. So what they do is the parents decide to homeschool him for the rest of the year. So that he doesn't see the school bus. He doesn't see other kids. It doesn't trigger any bad memories about the horrible incident. But slowly, you see now, here's what happens. Slowly, there's a new reactiveness that Jack uh, displays. He becomes irritable. He becomes sad. He becomes quiet. He has a kid who was cheerful. But now he's at home. He'll do his work homework and then at the end of the day he'll be playing games but by himself now he's giving this there's a mood change and then what happens is the mother takes him to the therapist and the therapist realizes well there's something wrong here so the approach the therapist has is she celebrates him for being a victor who fought against the bus and won and survived And she says to him, the first time she meets him, she says, I've never met a kid who could beat a school bus. You have to tell me. How do you manage to fight a bus and win? And you know what? Jack smiled. Why? He was no longer being made to feel sorry for himself. And they worked with the therapist for the next couple of weeks. And what they developed was a book called How to Beat a School Bus. Now, you and I could be in a position to be parents, I'm a parent, you could be a parent. If you're not a parent, you are an employee, you are a manager, you are a supervisor, a leader. And what happens is, it is so easy from a position of power to transfer our self-pity to the next person. Jack's mother was feeling sorry for herself. That she was not there to protect her own son, and she transferred this feeling, this thinking, this habit. (laughs) And Jack was now feeling sorry for himself, sad, irritable, and dismal changes. You see, self pity is excessive, self absorbed unhappiness over one's own trouble. Now here's the thing about you and I. You have troubles. Now the danger is being absorbed by these troubles. So here's some questions to think about. Do you think you have it worse than everybody else? Do your problems seem to be accumulating at a faster speed than everybody else? It just seems. My problems are piling up and I don't know how to cope. It's work, it's family, you know, my mom, my dad, my my husband, my wife, my kids. I just don't know what to do anymore. I used fairly certain that nobody else can understand how difficult your life is. I used to have this one, you know, every day. I remember going to school and as a kid, every day I would say, you know, these kids have it better than I do and none of them can understand what I go through self-pity and I became moody, I became bitter and I started being mischievous and I almost got expelled. I failed the 8th grade, I repeated the 8th grade, I was still mischievous, I would get to class and disrespect the teacher. I would back chat, I would throw papers around, I would make funny noises, I would disrupt the class. Why? I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm feeling bitter. I'm feeling angry that these kids have it best than, than what I have. When in actual fact, that was not the case. Now, here's a big one. Do you withdraw yourself from having fun to stay at home and think about your problems? This is big. And you've come to, you've come to the belief that this is the way I am. I just don't go out. This is how I was conditioned, by the way. I grew up in a home where we never went out as a family. And the one time that we did go out, it became a big fight be- between my parents. Why did my mom take us out? It's eight hours. At the end of the day, are you more likely to tell people what went wrong rather than well? So you reviewing your day. You're sitting with a friend. You're sitting with your spouse. And you're saying, you know, this is what terrible i had a phone call and this parent just went on or i had this email to handle and you know what i just don't get it why somebody would think that way these are questions to think about and the question for today is what are some of the habits you can begin to work on to stop feeling sorry for yourself and if you know someone who's feeling sorry for yourself share this podcast, share this episode with them. Number one is, you behave in a manner that makes it hard to feel sorry for yourself. The struggle with self-pity is, it's perpetrated by behavior. It is what you do. You see, when Jack's mother was feeling sorry, now she wanted to keep him away from the world so she could always look at him. He could always be in her presence so that she could always protect him behavior, its actions. So you will be deeply in trouble when you avoid other people to stay indoors just to think about your troubles. So the first habit that you have to deal with to stop feeling sorry for yourself is to actually change your behavior. Stop doing the thing that gives you the opportunity to think about your troubles. You see the formula you've got to understand is your thinking informs your feelings your feelings create your behavior, your habits. Now, if you reverse that, you'll understand that behavior is a product of thinking and feeling. Now, behavior is also a creator because some behaviors make you feel in a certain way. That is why we find people who smoke, they say it eases the stress. Why? The behavior is now creating a certain feeling and a certain thinking or thought pattern. So if you keep from going out with friends, with colleagues, to a social function, you see what's happening here is that that behavior will stick up the thoughts and emotions that make you feel sorry for yourself. So the key is change how you feel by changing what you do. Like I said earlier, I used to feel sorry for myself. I get to school and I look at these kids from the neighborhood. My school was in Amentum Toti and these kids are from the neighborhood and I'm coming all the way from the township. I wasn't the only kid from from coming from the township, but I was one of the only kids that felt sorry about that. So I'd look at these kids and I, they have it best, they're privileged, they come in good cars to school, I have to walk, catch a taxi and I have to walk from the taxi to the school and I have to walk from school back down to the to the suburb, to the town, to the little town to catch a taxi back home. And at some point I was taking the train and I used to look at my life and feel terrible. Because my parents don't have the money. uh, Why don't we just live? And at a time, there was a time when I wanted to escape all this and I would run to my uncle's house. I felt sorry. I was so absorbed in the unhappiness of these troubles. And then I started doing something different. For 30 years, I'd lived like this. I felt sorry for myself. And then at 31, I started opening up. You know, it'd been a few years when I joined the School of Philosophy and I met some lovely people. And then at 31, I started working. I had my first professional occupation in the finance space and I started joining different organizations. I joined the Black Management Forum. I joined the East Coast Lions Club. And what happened is I started socializing and networking, something I always avoided because I believed I couldn't do it. What would I be saying to these people? These are successful leaders. These are young leaders in the BMF. These are successful entrepreneurs in the Alliance Club, in the School of Philosophy. These are mature adults. Successful people. And I started to change the behaviors that made me feel sorry. And I'm saying do the same. Number two is replace thoughts that encourage self-pity. Now, one of the greatest teachings in philosophy is learning to treat both good and bad situations the same. What we mean here is, here is a good situation, you've succeeded, you've won. Have you ever heard by the way what champions do when they win a challenge? I think it was a golfer who was interviewed a few years back and won the championship and he said, I'm going to practice. see that's what we mean so he didn't say I'm going to party for the rest of the month because I just won the biggest championship in the world no he said I'm going to practice this is treating good and bad the same it means you are not pulled so high when you win neither are you pulled so low when you lose because this will make you feel sorry for yourself when you rebound after the win is gone the thrill of the moment is gone and the excitement is gone, you'll feel sorry. So if you keep swinging between happy and sad, if you keep swinging between good and bad, if you keep singing between exciting times and devastating times in your thinking and your feelings, you are going to feel sorry for yourself. So don't say these things always happen to me. Don't say things like, why me? You have to start replacing these thoughts with, I'm in this situation, and I'm sure there is a way out, and I will search until I find it. And the thing about searching is, you don't have to go googling things, you just have to let your mind be still. By still we mean, let the thoughts flow, but don't flow with the thoughts. Bring your mind to quietness because you already have the answer within you. Now, I'm not being philosophical and you Yeah, I'm being practical. Have you ever realized that most of the problems that you solve, you solve after you've slept? So you go to bed with a problem. You get up in the morning. You haven't got the answer. Why? The answer was within you. What you needed was to rest your mind. Now, your mind is always active trying to look for answers Whereas if you let the answer arise, the answer is there. You came with the answers. You've got the answer book. You don't need to look anyway. Now the final point is you've got to give up this thing of feeling sorry for yourself. Give it up. Researchers study the difference that occurs when people focus on their burdens versus focusing on what they're grateful for. Here's a study. 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. This is what they found. Number one, people who feel gratitude don't get sick as often as others. And trust me, I've I've noticed this. Practically. There are people who are always sick. And when you think and feel ungrateful, it's always connected to your sickness. People that are sick, mostly struggle with this. Number two, gratitude leads to more positive emotions. I've seen sick people miraculously heal because they've developed the habit of gratitude. Practically, one of our clients was in that position at work, severe illness, but he's a meditator, he's a grateful man with a lovely family and he's recovered. Number three, gratitude improves social lives. Grateful people people are phenomenal to be around with. Now, if this is the case, why do you hold on to self-pity? And here's why. Self-pity is about getting attention. And this is what I wanted at school. I would always be poor me. And you know what? I wanted the teachers to feel sorry for me and give me more attention. I wanted everybody to give me attention. I was an attention seeker. And I played the card of poor me. Number two, the reason why you hold on to it is the fear of rejection. Because it can be an indirect way of gaining help by sharing a woe is me tale in hopes it'll attract some assistance. So because I I don't want to be rejected, I come in with the story of me feeling sorry for me. And the last thing is, it's a defense mechanism, really, that's why you gotta give it up. It's really protecting you from future dangers. Now life is about taking risk. Any game is about taking risk and the game of life is the same. We are here not living life, we are here to play the game of life. And like any game, it is risk. Now if you have a defense mechanism against taking future risk, it means you will never reach your full potential. So developing the habit of giving up self-pity is a critical step, critical step. reaching your full potential so give it up you have a life to live and you have to live it to the full and living it to the full means you will encounter risk your life is a product of your habits and you have good habits but the bad ones are really really derailing you from reaching your full potential and the first habit really to consider For me, it's a habit of feeling sorry for yourself. After a loss of a loved one, after retrenchment, maybe you've lost a client, you've lost a job opportunity, you've lost some money, maybe you've lost someone you love, you just survived an accident, you've gone through a very terrible divorce, it is easy to start feeling sorry for yourself. When my parents separated, after 30 years of marriage, When we walked out the door 13 January 2013, sorry 18 January 2013, that's when my dad and I left home, that's when my parents' marriage ended, they were separating. I was devastated and every day after that my head was heavy. I felt sorry for myself, I felt unprotected, I felt unsheltered. But then I started to realize this is the first opportunity that I'm outside the nest. I'd always been sheltered by my parents, especially my mom. Now that she's no longer here, it was time for me to take risks and face life as it is. And that's what I've been doing. And the only way to grow is to face difficulties and solve problems. I thank you for joining me this morning in this podcast and I hope you find critical suggestions and practical advice in helping you develop winning habits, mental strength habits. These are mental strength habits. One of the critical things that destroys your mental powers is feeling sorry for yourself. And when you develop the habit of not doing it, but rather feeling empowered. You are now moving in the direction of your destiny. Connect with me. Share your story. What had happened when you felt sorry for yourself and how did you recover? How has this podcast, how has this episode helped you to realize that if in your current situation you can overcome this illusion of self-pity? And what do you think? What other habits are troubling you that you need guidance on? Thank you so much for joining me have a lovely day have a lovely week let's connect on social media the page on facebook is official kingdom Maeza. it's kingdom Mayaza on twitter instagram and linkedin have a lovely 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 day thank you